We'd like to thank our sponsor, Nature's Pantry. Opened by Dick Masterson in 1989, Nature's Pantry is a small, family-owned chain of natural food stores that have been servicing the Hudson Valley for the last 35 years. With locations in Fishkill and New Windsor, New York, they're your local alternative to the big box supermarkets, offering an extensive selection of items to meet the needs of every healthy lifestyle. For more information, visit naturespantryhv.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cathode Raycast, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about all things television. It's been a while since I feel like I've been on the mic for a Cathode Raycast, so it feels good to be back. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and my guest and I have been putting off this episode for a few months. It's been over for a little bit. Uh, I personally have a lot going on. My guest personally has a lot going on. (laughs) So it felt good to take this time off also to just kind of sit in this last season of this show we're about to discuss because it was the sixth and final season of, you guessed it, The Crown. We're back to talk about The Crown. And yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think I have some thoughts on it that maybe my guest doesn't have and maybe vice versa. Um, I will introduce my guest in just a moment, but I know she recently wrote a piece for StoryScreenPresents.com, and I was reading her thoughts on The Crown, and I thought, hmm, we might have a few different opinions on this, which is going to be fun to get into. But my guest today is Rhea Banerjee. Hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Yeah, you wrote, because both your best of list for last year, for 2023, Mm -hmm. was a good mix of film and television, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And then I know you recently also had written a list about television. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're the the TV people, I feel. I think so. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like this last year, it was impossible to talk about any type of media without talking about The Crown just because it was so prevalent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And they were hype, you know, they're hyping that last season and they they did the split season thing, you know, um, which I think was smart. I think it's smart that they did that. I think so, too. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, um, yeah, because it was, you know, they, they uh, structurally it made sense where they stopped, where they did with the first half. And then they took a little break and then it was a, a bit of a reset. So I think that was a good choice. When I when when they announced that they were doing that, I was like, "Why?" And then I saw how they did it and I was like, "Oh, I get it. Okay." Um Yeah, and I think we kind of predicted something of the sort where we I thought, so too, "Okay, yeah. I think the break will happen because of Princess Di's death and yep. exactly. then they'll kind of restructure where the rest of it goes later on." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um the and the other thing I do know is that because the queen did pass away while they were in pre-production for this season. Um, I know that that did have an impact on how they chose to uh, structure 
the second the the back half of this last season. Um, I don't know if they necessarily planned to end it exactly the way they did, but then it you know circumstances led them to have to do that kind of course correction. Um, not course correction, right. but you know, like to just to kind of rejigger things because. It's very different. The majority of this show aired while she was alive. And then it was like right. all of a sudden, like this seismic change happened uh, with the family. And it's like, oh, all right, we got to keep that in mind as we close it up. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely made me question. And I didn't do a lot of research into this, mostly because I like talking about our opinions without getting too muddled down by maybe the technicalities of why they chose to do what they did. Mm -hmm. But it did seem like the end of the series seemed to be a little bit more accepting of Charles and Camilla. And I wonder if mm -hmm. that was changed specifically with the moving forward of the actual I wonder state as well. of the household. Yeah, I wonder as well. I did have that Which same thought. Yeah. I was totally on board with. I really liked the changes that they made. I liked that they became a little bit more forgiving of mm -hmm. Charles and Camilla towards the end. Mm -hmm. I think it sat well with the rest of the series and the tone yeah. of season six specifically. Yeah. So yeah, I think it worked overall, but it is interesting because we very easily could have gotten a very different side of that story. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Um, so... Not to uh, spoil exactly what you had written about, per se, in your mm -hmm. recent articles, but you were very fond of the first half of yeah, the season, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I mean, fond is fond is tricky. I don't, I don't want to say I was like, oh, I, I, I love this and I, and I watched it over and over again. It's, it wasn't that kind of, you know, like... With previous seasons of The Crown, I've had, you know, like, I would watch it, and then I would watch it again, I'd watch it again. I didn't necessarily yeah. go back and be like, oh, I'm going to watch these first four episodes over and over and over again. Um, but I think, I think it became more of an issue of when I looked at the first half of the last season and then compared it to the second half, I was like, well, I, I found the first half more interesting, even mm -hmm. though it was covering, it was covering something that we all knew was going to happen. Um, uh, but I think they, I think they did a good job of, you know, giving, giving a sense of what that, I mean, it's, it's wild to think that that entire, the, the Dodie and Diana romance was like that short and then, right. and then it ended that way. And it did kind of a good job of, sort of uh exploring just like the sort of whirlwind nature of that relationship and how kind of in a lot of ways it was like like out of control like it was just so so fast and so um like weird and emotionally fraught and you know and and to a point where it was almost like i feel like they they wrote it and and filmed it and set it up in a way where when when the the thing we all know happened um it 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 felt almost like a okay this is the natural conclusion to a relationship like this like this is a right this is a disaster relationship that has been out of control pretty much since it started 
and like and so out of their hands exactly exactly and then it had this you know like super tragic ending and it's like well that's you know that's maybe that's you know i mean it's a very dramatic version of you know how a tumultuous relationship would would end but it's also like there was a a feeling of inevitability not just because we know what happened but just like i think they wrote it in a way where it was just like okay this this makes sense there was, yeah makes there was sense. no other way out yeah yeah i agree it was interesting because we were both younger obviously when this happened right kind of like a defining new story of our adolescence growing up right absolutely and yeah to kind of see it from this other very structural dramatic place in in a scripted television show right it did kind of feel and i you know wasn't even involved in this event at all but it felt cathartic for me so i don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. if it felt that way for other people watching it or people who were more involved i hope that maybe it did Mm -hmm. just for the fact of it seeming yet like as you said inevitable just this was probably something terrible was going to happen at some point and maybe it didn't have to be this ter- this terrible, this level right. of tragedy. But yeah, the way that everything was orchestrated to lead up to those events, mm-hmm. it's just, gosh, it would have just never stopped. No. And Diana mm-hmm. was always saying that this is never going to stop. How do I get out of this? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Very, very sad. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, it was, it, it was, I mean, it was sad. It was sad to watch her, you know, just like start to I mean I think they did a really good job with this of of having her start to see and acknowledge like oh shit like my life is spinning out of control and I can see it happening I can feel it happening and I feel like I have no power whatsoever to stop it I'm just on this ride and I don't know how to put in, you know, how, how, how to close this up, how to, how to, you know, how to extricate myself from this situation. Um, right. You know, and it was, and, and, you know, and, and the, you know, they, and they did a good job also of, of, of showing how like the escalation of the paparazzi interference in her life was also just like growing and growing and growing and, you know, again, like I said, you know, you, you, you get to the, you get to the event, finally, you get to the car crash and you're just like, yeah, that's, that's, that, it's sad, but it makes sense that that's how it all kind of, that's how it all kind of wrapped up. And it's, it's just, it's so tragic, but it's, it was just, it was just a completely out of control situation. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Elizabeth Debicki did a, a really good job. Um, you know, yeah, it, amazing as always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as we've covered before, she's kind of, a, 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 a an eerie doppelganger, um, for Princess Diana. Um, but I think she, you know, she, she captured, um, you know, just sort of her, you know, what we can imagine her emotional state really well. Um, you know, and it, I mean, I think what was sad too, um, was just sort of watching her 
gain a level of self-awareness that I think she had been lacking in her life, um, you know, a lot up until that Definitely. point. Um, and it was almost like this relationship caused her to start to take a really hard look at where her life was and what her life choices were. And some of it is also because she's, she's trying to figure out what her role in the family or not the family, but in the, in the organization is sure as, as somebody who is not an official member of the family anymore and, and figure out like what were her pet causes, the the landmine things and, you know, stuff like that, just like what she was going to devote her life to and what she was passionate about. And then also again, like, you know, what do I want my life to look like? What do I, what kind of relationship do I want to be in? Do I want to be in a relationship? Like what, what does happiness look like for me at this stage in my life, given what I've been through and just like to see her start to, uh, understand herself more, um, throughout all of this. And then, and then to have it end the way it did was just like very, very heartbreaking to watch because it was just like, Oh, she was, she was getting close, you know, she was getting close right. to, to kind of finally understanding who she was after right. having been, you know, placed into a, a, a box, into a role. Um, yeah, when, essentially groomed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, when she married into the family and, and just sort of, you know, figuring out who she, I mean, like, yeah, and I looked it up, like she was 33 years old when she died, which yeah. I'm just, I'm. I'm I'm gonna be 39 in March, and I'm just kind of like, oh fuck, man! Like she was so young, she had Extremely. so much ahead of her, and it's just really, really tragic that like just as she was beginning to figure figure herself out, like for real, that it it came to an end. Um, well, yeah, and I think the show did a great job too of juxtaposing her situation next to Dodie's situation. Yeah, because yeah. We had seen her in her younger years when it was Emma Corinne playing her. Mm -hmm. She had a group of friends. Yeah. But it seemed like in the later years, her, her friends kind of fell by the wayside a little bit, or at least we didn't really see them as much in the show. Mm -hmm. She had other friends, but all of her other friends kind of worked for her in a way. Yeah, they were either like her, her massage therapist yeah, or her acupuncturist, her, <laughs> her Reiki healer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it didn't really seem like she had a lot of opportunities to vent or really empathize with another human being yeah and then when you have Dodie, on the other hand who is also heavily manipulated by his elders and yeah doesn't really get to make choices on his own yeah and when he does they're also highly scrutinized for you know all of these terrible reasons right and yeah the scene where they're like calling each other out yeah. On their flaws was yeah. very cool. Yeah. And yeah, it did feel like you had said, like she was finally getting to a point where she might have some agency on her own. Right. But also have some self-reflection being inspired by just a friendship with Dodie. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then um, oh, I meant to look this up before. The actor who played Dodie, um, yes. I thought he was very, very good. He's very good. Um. You know, and just and I mean, and his 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 story is heartbreaking too. I mean, you know, and he always in in the story of Princess Diana's death, he historically tends to be overlooked, and that was also something that they explored a bit after the car crash, right? Um, 
Muhammad's, you know, like crusade to get justice for his son, misguided as his tactics were, you know, just like being the grieving father who, you know, understood finally, like when he lost his son, understood that he had failed him in many ways as a father. And, and it felt like, you know, his his efforts to find justice, even though they were very strange and, you know, he was a little self-serving, self-serving and, and, you know, Oh, you know, insisting that they were engaged and she was pregnant with, you know, like a little delusional, but it's like also he's just like a, a grieving father who lost his oldest son. And he knew that their relationship was not great. Um, and he, while his son was alive, didn't necessarily care that their relationship wasn't that great because he was like, I'm, no. your, I'm your dad and I call the shots and I'm very important. And then that loss kind of threw that into stark relief for him that like, okay, I, I, I have failed my son in life. I'm going to try to make up for it now. Um, right. And so it was just it, that, it very, very sad, just very sad. But I'm glad that the show took the time to let us see that so that we could, you know, remember that Diana's not the only person who died in that situation. And the royal family is not the only family that was affected by that situation. Um, right. So I think I, they did a very good job of writing Muhammad as a character who you really are having a hard time liking oh, and yeah. enjoying. Yeah. Especially in that second episode with the photographers, which is one of my favorite episodes of yeah. the season. But the fact that he orchestrated all of that and then you saw his reactions just constantly trying to pair them together against a lot of pushback from both of them. Right, right. And yeah, they did a very good job of still at the very end of his run during this season. Yeah. You really empathizing with him and really feeling for him. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he was pretty despicable, he was much more easily likable in previous seasons. Yeah. Leading up to this season and this season he was full tilt insane. Yeah. But still at the end you felt very empathetic towards him yeah absolutely yeah no i mean you know like some of the tactics he was using to to throw the two of them together and then also like asking like the housekeeper on the yacht to spy on them and like are they sleeping in the same room are they you know like it's kind of gross like really like you know but he you know he 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 really really thought that that was going to be like the ticket in for his family to be accepted by this upper echelon of English society that he'd been trying to claw his way into for like, you know, his entire life basically. Um, and you know, like, yeah, his tactics were, were very gross and disgusting and, you know, like not, not great parenting. Um, (laughs) you know, but, but then, you know, to have it end the way he did, uh, the way it did, um, you know, I, I, and again, it didn't, you know, he was still very much in denial. And again, like I said, you know, he's making these outrageous claims to the press that like, I know they were engaged and I know, and I, and I'm, I'm, I know that she was pregnant and it's like, no, no, but it's like, but that, that was his way of trying to, you know, like keep his son's memory alive. Um, right, right. You know, 
and and yeah, just just like just super super sad. Um, I also really like that in that that episode where they show everything that kind of went down before the car crash. Um, where again, like you said, that they were kind of you know both Dodie and Diana were kind of calling each other out, and you know like he gives her the ring. And she's like, no, <laughs> like, no, that's not <laughs> going to happen. Insane. This is insane. This, this is not a good idea. But they right. kind of, you know, like they, 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 they kind of help each other, you know, like they kind of help each other come to an understanding of like, okay, well, what do we want our lives to be like in the future? And how do we get there? And how do we get there? And then there's just that really, really sad moment where he pretends to call his father and tell him off, but doesn't. And you can, and then it's confirmed later, but you can tell Diana knows that he didn't actually make that phone call. And then he comes clean to her before they get into the, into the car. And she's, she's sad, but she's like, okay, you didn't do it now, but I think, I think you're pretty close. I think, yeah, you know, I, I, I have good feelings about, you know, like you're heading in the right direction and someday soon you will be able to stand up to him. Like it was just like, they, 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 I, they, you know, like they, they kind of broke up in terms of like the romantic part of their relationship in that episode. But you got the feeling that that relationship at least allowed the two of them to genuinely be friends and have a, have a best friend. And like, you know, and if that's, and then, you know, then it, again, it's like, it's, it's very sad that then they, then they got killed, but it was like, okay, well, you know, they had kind of, they had each other, <laughs> you know, right. they had each right. other, they had, they had a friend, they had someone in their corner who was, you know, like, I'm always going to be rooting for you kind of thing. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look out for each other. We'll be okay. And then, you know. Yeah. And you'd like to hope that. At least something similar to that actually did happen. Right. Right. That's the hope. But at this point, you know, just even the suggestion that that was possible. Yeah. Did feel very good. Yeah. To watch as a viewer, just kind of hoping, well, maybe, you know, with these terrible circumstances that both of these people were thrown into, maybe at the very least they did get to some kind of closure. Right. In that regard. Right. I mean- We'll never know. We'll never know. But right. right. But but I, I I I hope that that some version of that is how it actually went down. Right. Because um, it 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 did it did kind of close things out and 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 allow the opportunity for us to think okay there is a measure of peace. Um, yes. For both of these characters, um, you know, before before they before they tragically lose their lives and there's right. i mean like and there were a lot of little nuggets thrown in there that again i don't know if they really happened or not but like you know there's that sure. scene where um you know diana is seeing the boys off with charles you know they're going on their uh you know like their balmoral vacation and you know she's about to go back on the yacht um and she has that great moment with Charles too, which again, I don't know if it really happened, but I hope it did where they were kind of like, okay, um, you know, we agree. We're figuring this yeah, out. Yeah, we're figuring this out. We, we, we understand that our marriage was not great, but let's make this a commitment to each other that we're going to be awesome 
co-parents. We're going to be, right. we're going to be friends with each other and we're going to make sure that our boys are, are raised, you know, properly and, you know, lovingly and not, you know, by two parents who are like sniping at each other constantly, um, sure. you know, at, you know, sniping at each other constantly, like in person and via the press, like let's in the news. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I thought that was really sweet as well, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if that is true. I don't know if that is something that happened in real life, but I, I want to believe that that was where she and Charles left things as well. Um, so I thought that was done really well. Um, and then, yeah, it was interesting because they, you know, in the aftermath of the car crash, they did kind of have to revisit everything that went down that was covered in the movie, the queen. But yes. it was interesting to see how uh, they kind of shifted the focus. You know, in The Queen, um, you can see that was, or they the way they presented it in, in the film The Queen, that it was Tony Blair who was driving a lot of the, um, you know, putting... Decisions. Yeah, and, the decisions yeah. And, and kind of forcing the family, putting pressure on, the, on Elizabeth to show her humanity and... They changed that in this telling of the story and, and having it be Charles who was sort of leading the charge in that regard. And that was one of those moments where I was like, was this a change that was made right? because Elizabeth died and now this man is the king? And <laughs> yes. they have to, you know, now they have to be a little bit careful about how they portray Charles going forward uh you don't want to want to villainize him and have it you know like <clears throat> but but you know at the and 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 you know there was some some so I had this very weird moment um I think I've I think I might have mentioned this before in a previous podcast or maybe just to you one-on-one -on -one privately um Princess Diana passed away five days before my mother passed away um, mm -hmm. and I am the same age as Harry and, you know, so it was, it was, uh, when that was all happening, this very, very public grieving of this public figure, um, going on and then having lost my mother very quickly after that and sort of like, I'm having my own private grieving and then watching the world grieve somebody else's mother I mean, her funeral, I, I, I was looking things up on the calendar. Her funeral, that televised funeral, was the day after my mother died. Um, and I remember watching the funeral. And it was very, very, it was a very, because it was on TV, what were you going to do? Like, you couldn't, there was right. like, you couldn't, couldn't escape it. Um, and I, I, I just, I remember that. And um, there's that scene in the episode um, covering the immediate uh, post crash situation when Charles is informed that Diana has died and he has to go and tell his oh god I'm gonna cry <laughs> um it was very I had to stop watching first I had to pause because that that moment where he goes into the he goes into William's room I guess mm -hmm. and it's early morning and he wakes him up and he says I'm going to need you to be very brave right now. And that's, um, whoo, that's exactly what my dad said. Um, when he came and woke me up and told me my mom died and I was just like, I was like, Whoa, okay. This is, this is very, very, very real <laughs> right now. 
Um, but it was, I, I mean, I thought that was handled really well as well, you know, um, just sort of showing that situation, but then also just like the, the, the surreality of that whole situation for William in that moment, you know, realizing like, okay, this changes, you know, like he always knew someday, you know, he's in line to become the king someday, but it was like her, his mother's death suddenly threw that into stark relief. Like, oh, they are making decisions now about how to handle, um, the, you know, her funeral and what kind of public appearances we're going to make and what, what, what is expected of me publicly, um, you know, at her funeral and in these moments after her death, because now it is less about like, oh, I'm a child grieving my mother. It's also, I, I have to step up and start thinking about the fact that they're all going to start talking about like, and this is the guy who's going to be king someday. And this is the guy who's going to be king someday. And just like for him to be like 15 years old and to have that like suddenly, um, you know, like him suddenly having this awareness that like, okay, now, now they're going to be expecting a lot from me right? way, way earlier than he thought that was going to be the case. Interesting parallel also with Elizabeth having uh, ascended the throne very, I mean, not as young, obviously, but similar situation where she wasn't, she wasn't expecting to become queen as early as she did. Um, But George, George died young and then it all happened. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting kind of generational parallel where it's like, okay, somebody who is, very young and thought that they wouldn't have to think about this large existential uh, change in their life and now is sort of being thrust into that situation because their parent died. Um, I thought that they handled that really well. And I thought, I, you know, like I love the, 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 the moments where you see him, he's listening on his Discman and it's like very, like the very, the very like, 90s top 40 songs he's listening to and he's he's like he's a kid he's just like he's like he's a, so young. A, a, a normal teenager and now he's just like he has these expectations you know thrust yeah. upon him now and like the like the poor guy you know um i'm sure too that granted he did not like that his parents were constantly at odds yeah but i think too with princess diana's death it suddenly became clear, oh, I can't hide under that umbrella yeah. anymore Yeah, because he never had to really worry about how he came off because the press wasn't interested in him exactly. at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because and he I, could really hide underneath yeah. his parents' turmoil. Yeah. And that had just been his norm for yeah. so long that it really kind of was like an another birth into right. the world. Right. And there's that, yeah. great, that great moment where he, you know, they're, they're, they're walking in the funeral procession with Philip. Yes. And he's like, I don't, all these people are here. I don't, I don't, I mean, they didn't even know her who, I mean, like, these are just like, this is very overwhelming. Like all these, like all these people are here crying for her, crying for her. And, and Philip goes, no, they're crying for you. You know, like this is about now, this is about you. And he's, and again, he has this like, oh shit kind of moment, (laughs) you know, overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is, oh, this is, this is really only partly to do with my mother and way more to do with me. Um, 
And I think also, and like, again, like, you know, then they, then they, they took the break and they let, you know, they let a few weeks pass and then they came back. And I do think, (laughs) so this is tricky because I do think they did a good job of showing, um, you know, like the repercussions of his mother's death and how all of a sudden that made like, all of a sudden William is a public figure and he's like on covers of magazines and these teenage girls have crushes on him and he's on posters on girls' walls and stuff like that. He's the second are, coming of the Beatles. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he's like, he, and, 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 and he's very shy. I mean, like if his, you know, like compared to his, his parents, like, you know, we know Charles was fundamentally an introvert. We know Diana was shy, but knew kind of how to rise to the occasion when she had to. And William is just, he's just not good at this at all. Like, he's just, and he's just like super overwhelmed. He's like, I don't know what to do, how to deal with this attention. And, um, you know, I felt bad for him. But I also, I mean, and this is where I think um, the thing that I wrote about in my story screen piece uh, comes to to fruition. William is not a very interesting person. No, and I <laughs> think the story lingered on him too long. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I was like, he is not that interesting, and I do not particularly uh, find this extended exploration of his relationship with Kate Middleton to be that interesting either. Uh kind of interesting to see that that uh kate's mother had some some shades of muhammad al-fayed uh you Mm -hmm. know kind of behavior trying to like push push her you know push her into a situation where she would end up in william's orbit um and i do think that they kind of showed that you know even even though kate was sort of pressured to you know, like, take a gap year when she didn't want to do these things that William was doing during that gap year that she maybe wouldn't have wanted to do, and then attend a university that she had no interest in attending, just because, you know, like, uh, but I, I think they did, they did do a good job of showing, like, okay, I do believe, though, that when she and William became friends, that felt organic. I was like, okay, I believe, right. I believe this, you know, she might, she might've been pushed into this situation, but there's no, f- once they became buddies, it was like, okay, neither of them are faking this. Like they have stuff in common. They have common ground. They do have a connection. Um, you know, this is a, this is, it felt like an authentic friendship. And I was like, okay, I buy this. I buy this. Um, and I, I, I see how this could have, you know, I see how this evolved into, you know, the, the, the relationship and the marriage that it is now. That being said, they're, they're both very boring people. Um, (laughs) and like entire episodes that take place at St. Andrew's college about the two of them and like, the kind of, you know, like, tacky girl he was dating and, you know, like, the, the you know, like, him and his buddies being like, oh, Kate, she's kind of hot. And I was just like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I don't agreed. care. You know, like, and, and I know that they, I can certainly understand why they wanted to downplay Harry a lot in this telling of the story because 
of what is happening with Harry and his mm-hmm. and Megan and his wife right now. Like, let's just touch upon like the the key moments in Harry's life, and then like let's not get too far into the into weeds the weeds with that because yeah. That's a whole other, like, they could probably wait a couple of years and then do, like, a crown reboot and, and cover the hair. They could. The hair. Yeah. yeah, I hope they don't, but, you know. I hope like, they don't. <laughs> but, like, that's a whole other thing. But, I do, you know, I, I, I did appreciate the scenes that they showed where Harry was just kind of like, I'm the fuck up of the family. I know I am. Like, William, you got to get your shit together because, like we can't both be fuck-ups like let me be like the mess and you be the future king because that's that's what it's supposed to be anyway i kind of i kind of liked that they showed that harry had some self-awareness that he was a mess um because i think that that is accurate i think if you you know like i i i read harry's book you know right he's he's a pretty self-aware guy you know so i you know and he didn't he didn't cut any corners when he addressed you know kind of problematic things about his youth when he you know like in that book he didn't sugarcoat it yeah um, he said i did these things yeah and like yeah. and like it's like cringe but i don't know i was young i you know like and i was i was young and it's weird being a part of this family and my mom died and it was a very public thing to to experience uh which is not normal uh you know um, so I, I, I kind of appreciated that. Um, I think it would have been a little more interesting with the focusing on Will's story for so long and then also touching lightly on Harry's story as well. If there would have been a little bit more recognition and comparison to Elizabeth and Margaret. Yeah. Because they essentially yeah. are the new Elizabeth and Margaret. They are, yeah. But they didn't really get into that. They didn't very know. It much. was like they just had this one there was this one brief moment where um I guess in was it the aftermath of, of Harry's unfortunate Nazi Yes. Uh, costume already it yes. was one of those things where it's like the party was called like colonials and and yeah. slate i mean like it was like everything about that party sucked and then harry made that very regrettable costume choice um it was blown really out of proportion both back then and also kind yeah. of in this show yeah but but also it did feel very much like they were like well we gotta mention one harry snafu yeah and that's and so that's, they just like checked their box exactly and, and that's like yeah. maybe the most notorious mistake he made you know before right. he grew up and settled down um i do like the i did like the moment where um like philip's way of handling that situation was to call the costume shop and be like that costume wasn't even historically accurate you guys suck and i was like <laughs> i was like that is such All a right. like such a philip way of handling things to be like you know you were historically wrong yeah, that's, that's not what <laughs> that's nazi, the focus yeah like that's not what nazi costumes look like and it's just like that's 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 not actually helpful, Philip. But like, thanks for trying. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But like, you trying know. to be a good granddad. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, but he's Phil. You know, so it's like it kind of comes out sideways. Um, yeah. But you know, he was trying to be helpful. Um, but they did have that moment where, um, you know, Elizabeth kind of has this quiet conversation with William, where she's just like, you know, uh go easy on your brother um 
because it's not easy to be the this, second. The second. It's not easy to be the spare. Um, you know, and I, I thought that that was, and I, and that came after the, uh, the Margaret episode, which I think was my favorite episode of this entire um, final season. Season, you know, as much Agreed. as I, as much as I enjoyed the the Diana Doty, you know, preamble, um, the way they sort of closed out Margaret's story. I always, every season, I think I've said this before. Every season, I wish we had more Margaret. Um, I know every time. Because she's Every time. she's so great, she's so interesting, um, and there's you know there's there's there is certainly more of her in the first two seasons. Um, yeah, when Vanessa Kirby was playing her, and then it sort of started to taper off in the Olivia Coleman, Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter era of the show, and then like I think Leslie Manville is great as the older Margaret. And we just don't get a whole lot of her. But Yeah, we had that one episode where she reconnected with Peter Townsend and that was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then we get this episode showing, you know, kind of her, you know, her last few years before she passed away. I thought that that episode was just really well done. It was really sweet. It was also just kind of like, you know, all these there were like the health snafus that she you know like kept kind of falling into that were really sad just like the the strokes and stuff like that um but then there was also things like you know like you know she she burned her foot really badly but she's like well i'm still gonna wear my high heels you're gonna (laughs) stuff my swollen foot into that shoe because it's my birthday and i'm gonna wear what i want to wear because i'm margaret and this is what i do um, yes, I'm fabulous. Yeah, exactly. I'm no matter fabulous. the burns, exactly. yeah. Exactly. No matter the burns, no matter that I have to wear these ridiculous sunglasses all the time now because my eyes are kind of fucked up from the stroke, but you know like I am going to continue to be fabulous no matter what. And yeah. I don't, you know like they're they're saying I'm dying anyway. So like they want me to quit drinking and smoking, but why? I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> like I was like, all right, that's that's very Margaret, you know. That's very, that's very kind of Margaret. my mentality. Yeah. When I get older, yeah, exactly. is like if I'm told that I'm not long for this world. Yeah. Why en- not? Exactly. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it while you have it. And I, I, I like, I like that they kind of, you know, showed her just like whole hog being like, "Yep, I'm not, I'm not going to stop doing the stuff that I enjoy doing." Because, right? Because, uh, you know, I don't have much time left. Um, yeah. I thought that they, um, the, the, the story. I love the, sto- the the story about them, um, you know, in their youth, like escaping the victory yeah, day the victory story. Day. Yeah, uh, so many things about that were great. Uh, the casting choices they made for um, unreal. Yeah, just so well, and, and like so clever too, because it wasn't like, oh, let's look for a young Leslie Manville and Imelda Staunton. They were like, let's look for a young Vanessa Kirby and a young Claire Foy. And I was like, that's genius absolutely genius and they did such a good job and yes. you know like so there was that um i do it was a good slap in the face to people who think well let's not cast again let's de-age them yeah yeah it was so nice to not see actors de-aged right exactly exactly yeah. Yeah, especially since it's like you know it's been a good you know six eight when did again i feel like i ask you this every time we do a it's been a while it's been a while <laughs> uh, you know like claire foy has 
aged. There's, you know, like she played the queen for two years and then the show continued. And I'm not saying she's old now, but like she is older. So to de-age Claire Foy to play like a 15 year old at this point would just be stupid. It would just look really bad and forced. And so I, I, I like that they were just like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to find actual teenage girls because this is a story about teenage girls. And, yes. you know, like I do, I did, I did like the detail that they had escorts with them and the escorts were Porchy and Peter Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, like, like the, the two, the two kind of like sort of soulmates of these two women, you know, again, not to downplay the love that Elizabeth had for Philip, but like, sure. You know, I do love that, that Por- Porchy was the, the designated like, Escort, and there's that moment too where, like, when they're walking home in the wee hours of the morning, um, Elizabeth and and Margaret, and you know, and 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 Margaret's kind of teasing her. She's like, "I think I saw you kiss someone," and Elizabeth's like, "Yeah, I think Porsche saw it too," and and, mm. and Margaret's like, "Ooh, like awkward." <laughs> <laughs> so like, I I like that that through line of like you know of of like her friendship with Porchy kind of being. You know, like this, he, he was like kind of her steadfast, like best buddy, like maybe, yeah. maybe in another life, if things were different and Philip wasn't in the picture, like that was the guy she was meant to be with. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I love, and I love that that's historically accurate. Like it was Portia yeah. and Peter Townsend who like went out with them. <laughs> so well, even too, when Elizabeth is talking about all the deaths in her life towards yeah. the end of the season. Out of the three deaths, it was her mom, her, mom, her sister, and, and Porchy. And Porchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and poor Porchy. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, I know. He's so sweet. He's, he's always this, like, kind of awkward, sweet guy who was just like, I, you know, she's my friend. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like. I love her. Yeah. I'll be there for her. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so I, I just, I thought that that was, that, again, I thought that that was just really, really well done. Just like a really beautifully executed episode. Um, and I do like how both in that episode and in the final episode, you see these moments where, and this ties into how they handled the final episode, these moments where Elizabeth kind of, in her old age, sort of, you see her kind of throwing away the sort of reticence and shyness that were sort of hallmarks of her when she was younger and she was like, you know, I have to be very proper and quiet and I don't interfere and I don't make a spectacle of myself or whatever. Um, But then, you know, she gives that great toast at Margaret's birthday. That's like extremely funny. And then like at, in the final episode um, at Charles and Camilla's wedding, she gives that like really, really funny. I don't know if that's what she actually did. I don't know. Right. But that was hysterical. I was like, wow, like she put some thought into <laughs> like writing that speech and like roasting everybody in, you know, like in a nice way. <laughs> but like she she like she roasted everybody in her family in that situation. You know, she she got she got some some digs in, you know, like to Charles and Camilla. She got a couple of digs in at Harry, you know, yeah. like she kind of. You know, like that was, you know, I, I, I like that. And I, um, so the, the, the choice that they made in that final episode to have, um, Olivia Coleman 
and uh, Claire Foy come back and kind of, you know, be the younger, you know, like specters in her life, kind of talking her through things. Um, it seemed in the beginning, I was like, this is a little hokey. Um, but, uh, I do think that it touched upon, I think that uh, upon reflection, it touched upon some things, some themes that came up in those seasons when those two women were playing Elizabeth that made sense because a lot of, a lot of Olivia Coleman's, uh, two seasons as the queen were about her, um, concern about her parenting, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, to have her kind of come out and basically call the older self of her version of herself out and say, uh, being queen has made you a shitty mother. Like, yeah, it's time to step away. away. Like you, you, you've done a good job queening, but look at your kids. Like your kids. Yeah, exactly. Like your kids are, uh, you know, like, I don't know. It looked like it looked like Anne was finally, you know, on the right track, um, which is great because I love Anne. Um, Anne is too. Anne is somebody I wish we we had gotten way more of um, over the years Agreed. as well. Um, it sucked that it seemed like she fulfilled a certain purpose in the plot, and once that purpose was fulfilled, she was kind of she discarded was, as a character. Right, exactly. But exactly. what can you do? Yeah, yeah. But it, you know, but it was like you know she, you know, but like she's basically like your kids are a mess. Like you know, Char- like this whole Charles <laughs> and Camilla situation is so messy. And that one kid that we just won't talk about yeah, we ever. Can't, we can't. We can't really get into Andrew, but like. the whoa boy yeah exactly and so you know i like that i like that they brought that you know like that thread from the olivia coleman years and have that be her you know like that version of herself is is concerned about like you know am i a good mother i don't think i've been a very good mother and this is why i should step down and then to have claire foy come back in the end and the big theme in the claire foy seasons was uh, you are being thrust into this role way earlier than you thought you would be, and that means that you you discard who you were before you were queen, and um, you take that role seriously. You do it seriously. That's what she did when she was, you know, like starting out, and uh, and you do it well. And like you can't. I love the way she basically was like. You can't step down because look at the people who are in line to take over when you step down. Like, really? Like, do you really, really think? I thought it was pretty bold of the show to just kind of come out there and be like, everybody who is set to take over after you is going to suck at it. Is not ready. Yeah, not ready. Maybe we'll never be ready. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, I can't believe you're even considering stepping down. You know, and then like you knew about her saying, you know, like, and I and I know, you know, they show Elizabeth, you know, when he's she's kind of coaching Will through his relationship with Kate, and she's like, you know, she gives them the picture of them when they lived in Malta, and she's like, you know, I'm your grandma, and you've always known me this certain way, but like, you know, I used to be like a young girl once in like a you know a a, a young relationship with you know, a, 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 a guy that I thought was really hot, <laughs> you know, like we, we had a life together and it was like an awesome, fun life and we didn't, and we didn't get enough of it. And like, you know, so enjoyed this while you have it. So you know that she's kind of, 
she's thinking of that when yeah the, when her, the Claire Foy version of her comes to talk her through things, and she's like, but you know, like I lost myself, I lost myself. Like I'm 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 seeing William, you know, kind of grow up and and pair off with somebody, and I'm thinking about when I did that, and you know, like everything I had to give up when when my father died and, and Claire Foy is like, well, yeah, but that's the job. Yeah. And you've already done it. And so why already, stop yeah, exactly. doing it now? Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, you can't go back to that person. You don't even know right. who that person is anymore. Like that person stopped being, you know, like that person doesn't exist. Elizabeth Windsor. We laid her to rest. Yeah, exactly. Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth Windsor Mountbatten, like gone, like long gone like long gone. yeah you cannot yeah. go back to being that person because you don't even know what that person would be at this stage in your life so like get a grip you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I i can agree with you i think as a fan of the show i liked seeing those two actresses again yeah and and it was ultimately effective yeah but but i do think as a fan of just good television writing, it did feel a little gimmicky, a it, little flashy. Yeah, I, I agree. It was it a was, bit of a crutch, but yeah, yeah, it felt still effective. It was effective, but it also felt to me as I was watching it, I was like, I think this is an interesting choice because it is allowing this older Elizabeth to sort of confront some of these doubts that she's having about herself, right? Um, but. It also kind of felt like fan service, like, you know, like, definitely like, hey, you guys miss Olivia and Claire, don't you? Here they are. <laughs> you know? like, like, yes, we do miss them, do but miss them. OK. Yeah. But like, but they're not they're not really part of the story. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, too, that so we talked about the Margaret episode and we talked about the photographer episode a little bit. Um, in that first part of season two. Yeah. But I think my favorite episode of the entire last season mm -hmm. was probably the episode with Tony Blair helping Elizabeth try to reform the church and to seem more oh, modern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I really loved seeing Elizabeth during that episode really look at the structure of the royal household. Yeah. As she's trying to possibly eliminate roles to save money yeah. and spending. Yeah. And I think that also helped give her the courage to be a little feisty yeah. towards the end of the season. Yeah. Where she kind of sees how ridiculous the royal family is and all of the pomp and circumstances, mm -hmm. but that she ultimately does find value in it. And it does kind of seem like she's finally coming to terms with her role yeah. In, you know, the country and her role in the family and yeah, kind I mean, of helping her kind of grow a new sense of pride yeah. in what she does. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to own it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I agree. There are aspects of this <laughs> entire institution that are very silly, but like. That are so silly. But, that, but like, but this is, but this is, this is the way we've been. And. This is the show. Yeah. People come to it. see the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, like, why are we, why are we, why would we change it? Like, it's working. It's working the way it's supposed to. Um, right. You know, so right. I, I, I did like that. Um. The other thing that I did like a lot, and um, what was it in the last episode or was it in the penultimate episode? It must have been in the last episode when um, Elizabeth pulls William and Harry aside and says, I am thinking of helping your father find a way 
to legitimately marry Camilla. We all know that they've been in love for 30 plus years, you know, at this point. Right. Maybe maybe it was less at that point. But they've, they've, they've been in love since before your mother came into the picture. And like, yes, that's an awkward thing to think about. But that is the truth. And she makes him happy. And she helps him be better at his role. And, you know, like, we've been kind of shitty about that relationship since day one. And, you know, maybe maybe we need to just get over it and just let him be happy. Because he's, you know, and her point was, because he's going to be king one day. I liked her her argument. She was like, because he's going to be king one day and it would be nice for him to have you know, to be able to ha- share his life officially with the love of his life. But also, like, her point also, she was like, and the last time we had a single king on the throne, it all went to shit. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and that's why our branch of the family is even here, you know, like, the subtext, you know. <laughs> she was like, it, yes. all, it all went to shit because he didn't have a wife and then, like, the whole Wallace Simpson thing became a thing. Uh, right you know like she's like let's not repeat that um and i i i liked the way they presented that conversation with the boys because you could see that they were both uncomfortable with it and harry was like i don't understand why they have to be married why can't they just be in a relationship and just be continue the way they are we know they're together like, she's fine, you know, I'm not, I, you know, we, obviously we'd rather our mom be in the picture, but that's not possible for a lot of reasons at this point. But like, you know, he's like, well, I don't understand why they can't just, just continue as they are. And then you see William kind of think about it for a while. And he goes, he comes to his grandmother's point of view where he's like, nope, she has a point. I think mm-hmm. it's better for the country if we uh, if we say okay we're cool with our dad getting remarried to Camilla and it made me think of this line from Harry's memoir where he says uh Will is a company man and it's like that was the moment where you see Will become the company man that's the moment where yeah. where, where Will has his young elizabeth claire foy moment where he's like all right i have to start thinking about duty and i have to start thinking about country and what my responsibility is to this family in the context of our role um you know in this country and he's like grandma has a point you know right and it's just that moment where you know like harry is having this very you know like understandably emotional reaction to the idea of his father marrying Camilla and Will is like well I'm not wild about it either but I think that that is actually the way to go and yeah the chess move of it all yeah 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 exactly and you're just kind of like ah this is what I watched that and I remember that line from Harry's memoir and I was like this is what he meant uh that that Will Will became a company man uh you know and he 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 he's bought into the system hook, line, and sinker, and he is, and he's down with it, and he's, and he's ready to do it, um, you know, and, yeah. it, and it's sort of, again, 
they they didn't get too far into the weeds with Harry's story for understandable reasons, but you see in that moment the sort of, you know, like, okay, William is becoming about duty and Harry still has this measure of, um, like, humanity about him and, like, like you know, and like, human emotion and human feelings, you know, about, like, you know, very complicated feelings about his father's relationship with Camilla and like, and, you know, just like having, being comfortable voicing those feelings uh, and, you know, and how that, and then you think about how that plays out as they got older and both got married and, and what eventually happens with Harry and Meghan, you know, you see, you kind of see the beginning of that, of that split where the the brothers were very close once upon a time. And it's like, okay, this is probably the moment where they started to, you know, diverge diverge a little bit, bit, um, you know? So I, I, I I liked that they put that in there as well. You see where you see William kind of sitting there thinking about it and saying, Nope, this is the right move. This is the right Right. move, uh, politically, um, you know, this is get this, ahead of the press. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Let's just let's you know, and like, so I I liked that. Um, the, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, and I think it's also because I like mean, to a degree, the, the perfect time to yeah, do it before yeah. the, before we wrap up for yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I also I mean like I'm bouncing all over the place because I also think that this season in trying to wrap up as many threads as it did, they also, this is the show kind of bounced all over the place. We had, you know, there's definitely long diversion into Will and Kate and then, you know, wrapping up Margaret and stuff like that. Um, you know, um, I, I, there was that whole episode where Charles, you know, like William is, extremely he's grieving his mother and he's upset and he's angry at his father because he's like well maybe if you hadn't you know divorced maybe if you hadn't insisted on carrying on this long-term affair with your you know like girlfriend from your 20s or whatever like maybe i would still have a you know and he's upset he's grieving um and uh, you know, and like, in, and and he has that conversation with Philip, and you and you see Philip. I like that they kind of tied that up as well, where you see Philip is kind of reflecting on like, was I a good dad to Charles? And it makes you think of all of those, you know, like the episode from the second season when you know, uh, very young Charles is at that at at uh, Gordonston and being and struggling, and struggling, and and how Philip, yeah, yeah, and how Philip just just failed him there and you know and that made me think also of the episode uh in was it season three or season four when uh when dickie mountbatten dies and charles is chosen to give the eulogy at the funeral and this is very upsetting to philip because philip always viewed dickie as his father figure and he's like mm-hmm. you know and he gets very angry at Charles and it's like well Charles is not the person to get you know that's you know but he has to be angry at Charles because he can't yell at Dickie you know for, right for 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 saying he wanted Charles to to be the guy who gives the eulogy at his funeral you know like but these these moments where he's thinking about like I I wasn't I wasn't a great father to Charles and maybe that played a role in how he turned out and like 
I have some regrets about that. And like, you know, he's telling Will, like, give him a chance. He's trying. Give him a chance, you know. And then, you know, it ends with the big, you know, stupid. I, I, I this, this was, this felt like a false <laughs> note to me. The stupid, like, he goes and finds his father in, in the garden, in the, one of the thousands of gardens on his property because <laughs> he's, he's obsessed with gardening. And he, like, gives him a big old hug. And Charles is kind of like, oh, oh and then he's like, oh, yay. But, you know, these, these moments where they're trying to show Charles is, like, this very sensitive, uh, like, father who's like, I want to help my sons with their grief. And again, I've read Harry's book. <laughs> this is not at all I mean like not like Charles was a monster but Charles was not a touchy feely you know warm, uh, warm I care about yeah. my son's emotional health you know like that's not at all who he was and that was a, a moment where I was like this show this app they wrote this after Elizabeth died yes because they had to because they cannot be as hard on Charles as maybe they wanted to be originally. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was like, but this is like, this is like objectively not accurate. Like this is, this is, I, I have questions like this is, this is not at all, uh, at all the, the, the reality of who Charles was as a father. Um, You know, I, 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 I don't, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he tried very hard to be a better father to his sons after they lost their mother because Diana was the more warm and, you know, like nurturing, nurturing and, and, you know, right. emotionally intelligent of the two parents. So, you know, I don't think Charles was a monster, but I also don't think Charles was like, scooping them up for hugs all the time you know like <laughs> right we, or visiting them at college yeah, just to have a heart to heart yeah exactly like let's 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 chat are you okay do you need to talk i'm here if you want right. to talk and i'm like philip uh, charles didn't do that he, he, he did not he did not do that i'm sorry you know um so th- again like there th- these moments that i thought were 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 sweet because they allowed you to, to kind of tie up some loose ends with like you know philip coming to terms with his own failures perhaps as as a father but then like it comes about in a way that's just like not uh not realistic in terms of like what we know about the way charles actually is you know and and it and it like and it doesn't help again that you know like dominic west is profoundly miscast in this i think dominic west is a good actor and did, very good actor. Did a very good actor and did a good job in the role. I think he's just not the right actor to play this. He's just, too, I mean, like, I'm sorry, Charles. Dominic West is way, 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 way too good looking to, to, oh, to, to, yes. to do this. And there is, I, there's, um, uh, oh, I do this every time. Josh. <laughs> Josh, whatever his name, the guy who played Philip. O'Connor. Josh O'Connor, thank you. I know I do this every time. <laughs> who played Philip in the Olivia Coleman seasons? He was great. He looked yeah, he like, was a good Charles. He was a good Charles. And I, I, I do. You can see Emma Corinne turning into Elizabeth Debicki. You cannot see Josh O'Connor turning into Dominic West. No, no. I'm sorry, no. And so it's like you've got this like very very miscast 
uh, actor playing this role and then you're trying to make him like make Charles look like this really like awesome dad of the year and I'm just like oh <laughs> st- stop it the crown like stop you know like I, but but again Elizabeth good died narratively and they had to, yeah good narratively and she died and they had to you know like it, it again again also like you could tell the last episode because the last episode focused so much on like oh, we got to start planning for your funeral. And I was like, is this how they really had intended this to go? go?" Because it kind of feels like, no. A little shoehorned. Yeah, exactly. Like they had to tack it in there because like by the time people are watching this season, like she's dead, you know. Um, Right. But it's like they show, I mean, like it contemporaneously is like happening around the time Charles and Camilla got married and that was 20 years ago. And I'm like, I I don't doubt that they, they probably, I mean, I'm sure they planned her funeral, started planning her funeral early. I think that they do that generally, you know, for all the Royals, like that's fine. I believe that. Um, But it, it, you know, like to have that be such a huge focus on the episode where we know that, in the timeline of the family we're only at the point where charles gets to marry camilla we're not even at the point where the queen says okay when i die she's allowed to be called queen camilla like right we're only at the point where the queen is like all right you guys can get married you know but not in the church you have to have like this yeah you have a ceremony ceremony and then you do a church uh, where you publicly uh, apologize. Yeah, where you publicly apologize for your adultery. But, you know, like, yes. it's just, just, like, so, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, but, like, like just, like, the indignity of it all. But, like, okay, but, you know, but then they got to be married, you know. And, like, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It you worked know, out for it worked them. Out, it worked out for them. <laughs> and, you know, like, whatever else you want to say about Charles and his fitness or not thereof uh in in the role like i'm glad he's happy and gets to be the woman he loves you know like that they should have they should not have blocked that relationship from the start start, yeah you know it would have i mean again we wouldn't have william and harry and that's too bad but it would have i mean like just so much pain could have been avoided um if they had just let him marry the girl he wanted to marry. Um, right. Who seemed, you know, fairly fit for the job. Yeah. Really? Was, yeah. I mean, really. For all intents and purposes, she was ready to go. Her, she seemed yeah, she was, in, on board. She was on it. board. She was into it. She uh, understood that, like, the, the role was to be, you know, kind of his second fiddle, his support system, his, you know, like... I mean, honestly, it felt, and this is gross, but it's like the the thing that they didn't like about her was that she was kind of, you know, she was a little older than him and she had had relationships prior to him. So it's like, oh, she's right. not, she's not a virgin. I'm like, that's gross. Like, it's that's, messed up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's your, that's your objection. Like, other than that, like, she's not like a vulgar person. She's not like no. a bad person. Like, she seemed... I don't know. She seemed pretty cool, you know, in the, you know, both, both in these last two seasons where Olivia Williams is playing her and you, you kind of just see how like, she's kind of cool and down to earth. Like she seems, she seems like she'd be fun to hang out with, honestly, Definitely. you know, and then even like the, um, 
you know, the the previous seasons when Emerald Fennel was playing her, you're just like, she's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with her. She's fine. Like, there's, yeah. there, she, she would have been fine. It would have been fine. You know, um, so yeah, that's a, it's a shame. So like, I'm glad it all worked out. Um, you know, yeah. but yeah, but for yeah sure. I, you know, so I guess, I guess what I'm saying is this final season, I think they did a good job of closing the loop on things that needed the, the loop needed to be closed. Diana, sure. Diana's death being the obvious one. Oh, I wanted to ask you real quickly. Yeah. How did you feel about the, you know, while we're talking about things like uh, the specters of younger mm-hmm. Elizabeths uh, coming to visit uh, current Elizabeth and, and, and talk her down. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you feel about that episode where the ghost of Diana and the ghost of Dodie showed up to make Charles and Muhammad feel really shitty about themselves? Um. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I had not watched the episode. Basically, you had to watch this entire season when it dropped or else little headlines would pop up that yeah. would kind of give you a hint as to what was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say I did see a headline about using these specters or spirits Yeah. Um, before I saw the episode. And so I already was kind of, you know, taken aback, kind of like primed, ready yeah. for these instances. Yeah. But I found th- every time that they used it was pretty jarring. Yeah. It, and I thought a little hokey. Yeah. It felt- and it actually made the Elizabeth ones in the finale – less meaningful yeah because they had already oh, yeah, done yeah, things yeah. like that definitely agree with previously you on that. in the season I definitely agree with you on that it felt yeah very, it was a bummer it felt very um i know you started watching six feet under recently i don't know how far you've gotten um, i have seen it all you've seen it all oh someday we'll have, have to have a conversation about that <laughs> because that's like my favorite show of all time um it felt like they were trying to do a six feet under where you're not it's these aren't necessarily ghost ghosts these are um imaginations, imaginations of what the people of, yeah, are exactly. seeing this, yeah this is this is charles's subconscious and muhammad's subconscious sort of coming to the forefront in in the specter of Dodie and in the specter of diana um right so it felt like they were trying to do a six feet under thing and i'm like okay there's there's validity in that approach na- narratively um but they have done uh, to date on this show they've done none of that so to suddenly be like, oh, we're going to do some six feet under stuff uh, in this in this episode when this show has been very, very straightforward and literal and, you know, not into this kind of like woo woo, like, you know, maybe maybe my right. my subconscious is telling me things. I'm just, I was, it just it was it was totally weird. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it was distasteful because I think that's maybe too uh, melodramatic a word for it. But it yeah, I it, can agree with you there. It, but it felt wrong. It it felt like it it was like this is not the crown. This is not how this is this is not actually the, sh- the how the show works. It felt um, like the writers had changed, which yeah. you never want to feel that way. Yeah, watching exactly, the show. exactly. And it, and it, and it just it also felt like a way to. Again, a way a way to shoehorn in Diana getting a little dig in at Charles by saying, "Well, doesn't this make this easier for you? If I'm not around, you can now you can now you can really pursue Camilla in like an authentic way." And he's like, "Stop! Don't! I already feel really bad right now. Like, don't do that." And it's just kind of like we didn't need that, right? We didn't need that, or like 
We could come to those conclusions on our own. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or they could have even had that happen in a different, like that could, I could have very easily seen, you know, because Margaret is the kind of person who would say, because she's so blunt and just says what she, or even Anne. Right. Who, like just kind of sarcastically be like, well, now doesn't that make things easier for you? You know, and then, and then Charles is like, oh, fuck, why'd you say that? I feel I, terrible. I feel yeah. terrible. He didn't need the ghost of Diana to show up and guilt trip him. Um, you know, and then also like the, the, again, with the Dodia and Muhammad thing, um, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting because it's, I, you know, like the, the ghost of Dodi is so different from the 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 alive Dodie and he seems mm-hmm. very kind of at peace and very like all right I'm gonna just tell you like straight up like you were a, a really really shitty dad and you need to take a hard look at yourself now um but again it, it was just so tonally weird um yeah just very very weird and and just didn't didn't make sense um and and again you know there were other ways to convey those ideas that right. uh that didn't that wouldn't involve like ghosts slash subconscious projections uh you know of these characters it's, it's right. just weird the the muhammad conversation would have been harder to get to without yeah. using this but if that's the case I feel like you got to find another way. You got to find another way. Or just way not, or, like, or, or not include it. Not include it because I think we get, I think the point is made, I think the point is made implicitly later on when you see him, you know, like begging for these public inquiries into the death and, right. and kind of, and like in this weird denial that like, no, I know that they were in love with each other. I know that they were engaged. I know this for a fact. I know that she was pregnant. I think that they, I think that the family like had them, you know, like he's, he's going down this like crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy, conspiracy theory thing. Yeah. And it's evident that just by the virtue of him doing that, it's evident that he's, you know, like he's struggling with the fact that he, wasn't a good father to his son. Like you didn't need Ghost Doty to show up and say you were a shitty no. father. Like we get it. We we all see it. We all see it. We see that we see that this is him vastly overcompensating for his failures as a father, you know, like now in the in you know in the wake of his son's death. Like we didn't you didn't need that. Um agreed. And so I just I found that I found that odd. I found that to be um, a a big mi- a misstep um, in in this season. Um, you know, and again, I know they felt that they had to wrap things up, and maybe they were like, "Well, this is an easy way to close the, the loop on this thread," but it just didn't really it didn't really land for me. And that's I think that's the yeah. the the main I think overall. This last season was a strong way to go out, but I just think that there were a lot of peculiar choices and missteps that I didn't, you know, the ghosts being one of them, um, spending way too much time on William. Multiple episodes, Multiple yeah. episodes about William. I was like, do I fast forward? I mean, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I just need one of these guys. Just yeah, one episode. Yeah, just one episode about Will is fine. You know, maybe and like, two. Maybe two. Not three or four. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't care. I do not care. They are not an interesting couple. Right. I mean, they're fine. They're great. You know, like what? I mean, like, if anything, <laughs> they're more interesting now because, you know, like there's all these these rumors about like their marriage and um you know like you know their like, relationships their relationship with, other with other people and, and stuff yeah. like that and sorry the dog the dog has the dog wants to be heard i'm sorry about that um <laughs> but yeah you know like but that's not but you know, like at this phase in their lives it's just like well they were young and they were you know like getting to know each other and starting to date and you didn't i i didn't you didn't need multiple episodes about that relationship right you know um, yeah yeah i too so, i think yeah. i don't think this season failed by any means but i will say it is one of the weaker seasons of the crown yes yeah and that's just how it's gonna shake out it's tough when it starts out so strong and there have been other seasons that have been very strong as well Right. And so it's kind of hard to maintain that for a full six season run, especially when you are having to cover the amount of time that they had to cover. Right. I think it was an admirable effort. And I do think it's a good season. But right. yeah, it is kind of a bummer to go out on this note. But it's not like I could have written it any better. You know, right. It's, right, right, it's right, one right. of those situations where I think they did the best that they could. And it was still entertaining to watch. Right. But right. it doesn't necessarily inspire you to go back and start from the beginning and get caught back up to this moment in time again. Right. It kind of left me thinking if I ever were to rewatch this, I'd probably just watch maybe the first two seasons in a chunk at some point in time. Yeah. And then maybe go back to seasons three and four. Yeah. And watch that chunk. Yeah. And kind of treat them as different series. As yeah. opposed to a six season long series, I don't yeah. know how eager I would be to go back to season five and six. I agree. and rewatch them. I agree. I agree. I think. Um, I think. Uh, you know, it's like when I when I think about the the you know in the six seasons of this show, the the ones that I I really enjoy. I mean, I loved I loved the early episodes um, where. Uh, you know, we see, you know, I think I just, you know, Claire Foy was great, um, mm -hmm. you know, in that, uh, you know, in that kind of, you know, that early, you know, Elizabeth finding herself sort of way, um, you know, but I do think that if I had to pick a version of Elizabeth that I liked the best, um, I really, really am partial to the Olivia Coleman era of the show. And I think it's, be maybe it's because, you know, like it's, it's less about her being um, self-conscious and uncomfortable. It's it's more about her kind of like settling into the groove of the role, um, and you know, and I and I do think that by far Tobias Menzies is the best. He's like my canon Prince Philip. Like he is. <laughs> He is He's very good, Philip. Um, you know, and, and Helena Bonham Carter was very good yes, during that run yes, as well. Yes, so you know, it's just like it's it's um, you know, if I if if there were seasons that I would want to like really really you know like the when when I go back and I'm like eh, 
I'm bored. Let's do some comfort TV watching. Uh, you know, and I pick an episode of The Crown. I would probably pick an episode from season three or season four uh, over any of of the other ones. Um, honestly, uh, there's not a lot in season five and season six that I feel like I, I'm like, oh, I'm itching to revisit that. I mean, and right. like, you know, like I said in the beginning, like, you know, I did, I did like the Diana and Dodie uh, half of this last season more than I liked the, uh, the Will and Kate of it all. Um, but that doesn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go back and watch it again and be like, yeah, this is, I feel like watching this train wreck again, <laughs> you right. know, I just think that they executed that story the best they could given how loaded the topic is and how, you know, like, you know, even now it's kind of like, you know, fresh in people's consciousness. Like people know, people remember people, you know, like just like these, these, you know, in the way they kind of recreated these iconic images, you know, like Diana in the blue bathing suit sitting on the diving board on the yacht, you know, like all these just like, you know, these moments that are just like very, very much like burned into everybody's pop culture memory. Um, Big you time. know, and I think they did a good job of kind of fleshing out the story around those, you know, it's like you look at, when I think about that time period, of the Dodie and Diana relationship into the car crash. It's like, it's these, these, these flashes of, you know, her in the bathing suit on the yacht, her being mobbed by photographers, her being, you know, like walking around with her hand in front of her face, you know, trying to, you know, like, don't, you know, like stay away from me, stay away from me. And, you know, like them doing the complicated, like we're going to get in this car and we're going to get out of this car and get in another car. We're going to exit the hotel, you know, like, those are like again like moments in history that are like very very much burned into my pop culture memory and i think they did a really good job of writing kind of the framework around those images that we all remember um and making that a story and i think that that's a really uh a pretty great accomplishment um given the story, you know, given, sure. given, given what it was about, you know, um, this, this, this hugely seismic event, not just in the family, but like in world history, you know? So yeah. I, I think that they did very well there. Um, ghost Diana and Dodie aside, um, you know, <laughs> and then I think, I just, I think, I think that it, it faltered a little bit in the back half. Um, you know, the Margaret episode was strong. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the last episode was pretty strong as well, but it was just like, I just, you know, the, the, just the will and Kate of it all just, I, I think forced it to suffer. And then I think, you know, like when we, last year, when we talked about season five and we talked about how it was, I think we said it was a quieter season than yes. usual. Um, and again, it was like, again, it wasn't, it wasn't weak per se, but it was a lot of like. Season five was setting the chess pieces on the board in place for season six. Mm -hmm. And then season six happened. And then, like, I think just real life events complicated season six for them. Definitely. You know, like, I would be very curious to see what their, like, how they had storyboarded the season before Elizabeth died. I want to know. I, I, I'd be very curious to know how they actually 
had originally intended to wrap it up. Um, right. Because yeah. I, you know, like there just, there's some choices that felt very self-consciously like, okay, we got to, we got to make Charles look like an awesome, cool dad. We got to, <laughs> you know, like we got to talk about this funeral. Uh, yeah, exactly. We got to make Charles like the, the driving force in, you know, like humanizing the Royal family and like, you know, and this like psycho babble he goes about like, Oh, when he's talking to Anne and he's like, Oh, our, our mother is failing at being at mother of the nation, just like she failed at being our mother. And I'm like, Oh, shut up. Like, this is, <laughs> this is not good writing. It's a little too much. Yeah. You know, like a little too flowery. Yeah. But it's like, but then I was like, but they're, but they're doing it because now he's King Charles and they have to be careful. You know, like they've already got Dame Judy Dench mad that like, you know that this is not a historically accurate depiction of the show like this is supposed to be a documentary i'm like okay they're they're really worried about judy dench and other people who are like mad that the show even exists and you know sure they're overcompensating and and again you know like the the tremendous focus on elizabeth's funeral planning at the end i was just kind of like well this feels like an 11th hour choice that they were forced to make when she died Yes. And I, 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 I wish I could see, you know, what they had originally planned. I do like how they, I, I guess my closing thought on this season is I do like how it ended with Philip talking with Elizabeth and coming to the same conclusion that, uh, Claire Foy Elizabeth came to, um, you know, with regards to do I step down or not? And Philip was like, you can't step down. Our kids suck. Like, yes. like, just, I'm sorry. Like, everybody who we is... We did a bad yeah, job. we did a bad job. You need to hang on to this role as long as you can and set it up real good so that the people who are going to take over in the end can't fuck it up. And also, hey, by the time they're ready to take over... We'll be dead, so who cares? Like, and I was like, so we well, won't have is... to see it exactly. And I was like, I love that the show ended on like that was the closing thought was Philip being very Philip about the whole situation and being like, yeah, our kids are terrible, but whatever, we'll be dead. But <laughs> you know, like you're really good at being queen, and you know, and, and it tied up kind of his arc too of like you know his struggle you know in the in the matt smith era of like figuring out his role as 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 the queen's husband and then like how he kind of evolved and came to accept it and came to figure out how to make it work and like you know that kind of put a pin on his story as well where he was just like we're doing fine you're doing a good job we can handle this you don't need just to ride this out. let's just ride this out and then the great part is we'll be dead and it won't be our problem anymore <laughs> And I was like, oh, Phil, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but. What a perspective. Yeah. But also, like, 100% believe that that's something that he would have said. Sure. <laughs> you know. So. Sure. Whether in real life or through this character that they yeah. penned for him. Yeah. Which is yeah. believable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure Rhea and I will revisit not necessarily the crown 
the series ever again, but maybe in a future Cathode Ray cast that we do together, we'll probably bring up the state of the crown because I just, I feel that I think with season five, we also let that one mellow for a little bit before we recorded on it. Yeah, I think we did too. And we recorded season five after Elizabeth's passing. And then in the time, in the time between scheduling to do this podcast for season six, and now when we've recorded, they've announced that Charles has this rare form of cancer and that he's taking a step back and still performing duties, but not being in the public. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I so, mean, like, and it kind of, knows? you know, it, 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 and it speaks to that whole thing of like, you know, having the show end on, um, Charles and Camilla's marriage and having that be like, it almost felt like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're setting up this happy couple for, you know, when they take over and it's just kind of, it's going to be another 20 years before he gets to be king. Like he's, he's an old man. And he ascended the throne as an old man, and yes. the poor guy was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this just to happen. And then it happens, and now he's just like, he's having health issues that old men have. And so he's not really getting to be king probably the way that he wanted to be or hoped to be. And right. then on top of that, like, Kate Middleton is having some mysterious... There's some weird cloak and dagger stuff going on about, you know, like she's, she was hospitalized for a while and, you know, like they're, I don't think she has cancer or anything like that, but they're they're being very, very, very cagey about why she was in the hospital and why she was having surgery and the only, and I think, you know, and then it was just like, it became a weird bigger story because Charles ended up at the same hospital that she was at to confirm his cancer diagnosis. And so it's like, there's, there's, there's some stuff happening, uh, with the family, you know, I mean, like, you know, Charles, Charles is ill and could get iller. Um, and, and there might be a turnover sooner than we were. I don't know. I mean, like this family also, they live a long time. Charles might, Charles <laughs> might do. pull through and keep going for another twenty years. Um, sure, you know, but like I, you know, like I don't know. There's there's something going on with Kate, and there's also just like I know for a fact that there's you know, not just because I've read Harry's book, but just you know, like there's been gossip for years about William and Kate's marriage um and whether he you know might have cheated on her with like a family friend and what's going on there and you know she and she's you know like she i think she's had issues with all of her pregnancies with i don't remember Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't remember the medical term for it but like the um how some women have extreme like constant morning sickness Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that that has been a problem for her with all of her pregnancies and there's speculation that maybe not that she's pregnant, but like maybe she's in the hospital now for something connected to that. You know, I'm, I'm reading, I'm like, maybe she's having surgery for endometriosis. Maybe it's something like that. Um, and again, it feels like kind of gross to speculate on their health, but they're also, of very public family and that's kind of what we do um (laughs) yeah you know but yeah there's 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 stuff happening and there could be some more 
very very dramatic shifts that occur you know and, and like and then like parallel to all this like harry and megan are just like having a lot of fun being this like so <laughs> this like uh this uh socal couple <laughs> you know like figuring out you know like how how they're gonna be and being like hey we're we're uh we're gonna be normal we're gonna be as normal as we can be and we're i mean like they seem pretty damn happy to not yeah. be a part of any of this and i'm just kind of like well good for them you know yeah <laughs> like good for them um, yeah they really like pulled a margaret and got out yeah yeah, yeah absolutely or they or they 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 pulled what i mean they did what I th- they did what I feel Margaret should have done. I think and is is the way I, I really think. tried to do for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they succeeded. They were just like they succeeded in that endeavor of being like we're not interested in in being a part of this institution anymore. It's actively harmful. Yes, um, you know it's an actively harmful institution, and no. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, the, the, the royal family as it stands now, very different from the royal family as it stood when Elizabeth ascended the throne. And it's yes. just going to be, it's just going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. So yeah, definitely down the road, we could do a little, uh, a little 10 minute little aside, 10 minute aside, you know, like the, yeah. the state of the royals. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'd imagine that, yeah, the next time we talk, there's probably going to be some type of development with all of these current situations, I feel like we always get together around the time that something, something kind of crazy for them yeah, is happening. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. think we did our first Crown podcast right when Harry and Meghan were like, peace out. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, every time we get together to talk, it's like, you know, like Harry and Meghan have defected. Uh, right. The Queen has died. Uh, Charles has cancer. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, uh, so we'll see. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, uh, thank you so much for sticking with us uh, for this season of The Crown. But if you've listened to all of our Catherine Gray cast episodes about The Crown, thank you so much. It's been a long journey. Um, obviously, you enjoy talking about or listening to these topics of conversation because you've stuck with us the whole time. So thank you for doing so. Or if it's your first time listening to a story screen presents podcast or a cathode ray cast go back and check out those podcasts um you can go to storyscreenpresents.com you'll find a bunch of articles reviews podcasts all those good things and feel free to interact with us on all all of our socials but ria thank you so much for joining me again of course i always love talking to the show with you so i was um, i'm glad we got to do it one last time one last hurrah And listeners, I hope you stay well, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.